Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, here we go now with the minimum wage in British Columbia. Currently $15.65 an hour. How much will the minimum wage increase this year? Now, if you think back to last year, the government talked a lot about pegging the minimum wage increase to the inflation rate. Well... With inflation galloping ahead so strongly here, if they do that again this year, you're looking at a potential very significant increase in the minimum wage. Inflation over 6% last year. If they hike up the minimum wage by that same amount in British Columbia, how will that affect business in our province, especially small business? But do people who are workers, workers who are making minimum wage, do they need and deserve a significant hike. Got a great panel standing by to discuss this for you. Both sides of it. Have a listen to this here first. You'll hear Global News reporter Richard Zussman and also Joshua Goyert, who's the owner of Jones Barbecue in Victoria on the minimum wage. Have a listen. The margins are so small that you really can't continue to pass that buck on to the customers. And an extra serving is on the way. The provincial government is expected to announce the minimum wage is going up again on June 1st. It's good. Uh, People need a living wage, but it makes it hard to do business. All right, let's discuss now. I got both sides of it. Jim Stanford. Jim is an economist, Center for Future Work, and he supports increasing the minimum wage according to the inflation rate. Hey, Jim. Good morning, Mike. Thanks a lot for coming on. Also on the line is Annie Dormuth. Annie is the Provincial Affairs Director, Canadian Federation of Independent Business, and she's got lots of concerns about this. Hi, Annie. Hi, great to be on the show, Mike. Yeah, it's great to have you both here. Thank you both for doing it. Jim, let me go to you first. Let's talk about the minimum wage and how much it, it should go up this year. Fifteen sixty-five an hour right now. You think it should be indexed to inflation, right? It should be at least indexed to inflation, uh, Mike. Uh, if you raise it at the same rate as inflation, then all you're doing is preserving the real purchasing power of that minimum wage. And remember, these are the people at the lowest end of our labor market, so they need every penny. Over time, frankly, the minimum wage should grow faster than the rate of inflation because we have, a, in theory, a rising standard of living, increasing labor productivity, and low-wage workers should get some of that. So the, the bare minimum would be to increase the minimum, minimum wage by at least the rate of inflation. Okay, well, the inflation rate, let's go to Annie Dormuth on that. The inflation rate last year, Annie, was what, over 6%, right? Well, that's exactly, well, I think first things first here, and that's really the government needs to make this announcement and make an announcement soon on what its intentions are. Um, We're we're two months, you know, out of that June 1st uh, deadline or period here, and business owners want to prepare. They want to know and, uh, and what to expect come June 1st and what this increase will look like. So that, that's, our, I think, our first ask of the provincial government is to come clear with what its intentions will be on June 1st. Yeah, for sure. We're still in a bit of a waiting game and a guessing game here. If they did go, if they did match the minimum wage hike to the inflation rate, 
I mean, if we're looking at what a 6.6% inflation rate last year, that would see the minimum wage jump to what 16, almost 16.50 an hour. What would do, Annie? What are your thoughts on that that scale of an increase? What would that do to business? Well, exactly what that business owner was saying, uh, talking to Richard there, is that they're operating on very tight margins right now. Uh, they have little ability to really pass on the cost to their customers, understanding that it is a very price-sensitive market. So ultimately, you know, this, this comes at a very, very difficult time for business owners, much like all people right now. And that's, that's really going to be the impact is, is this is yet another cost increase on top of many cost increases that you and I have talked about on this show before that the government keeps putting on the backs of small businesses. Jim, what do you say to that? Well, if we want to talk about tight margins, uh, Mike, let's think about the tight margin that a household has when they're trying to pay their bills, their rent, their food, uh, their other necessities of life. And for low-wage workers, uh, that margin is zero or less than zero. We've seen many Canadians turn to food banks, in fact, because they can't afford the price of groceries anymore. So uh, it is a challenge for business, of course, to have higher costs. Now, remember, inflation also means that the revenues of businesses, big and small, uh, are increasing as well as their costs. And the data from last year shows that small business profits in Canada were up uh, quite healthily, 13% last year twice as fast as average wages grew. So, yes, it's not handy for businesses, large or small, to pay higher wages, and I understand why business lobbyists are going to oppose that. But for the workers who actually produce the value added there, um, they need this just in order to uh, meet the necessities uh, of life. Another thing for low-income workers, the, the inflation that they experience is actually higher on average than that overall inflation rate that we've been citing. Uh, This is because low-income people pay more of their income towards necessities like shelter, food, and energy than higher-income people. So the official CPI index actually understates the uh, total inflation experienced by low-income households. So even matching inflation won't quite protect the standard of living for low-wage workers. Okay, talking about the minimum wage, Jim Stanford, Annie Dormuth are my guests. Annie, you just heard Jim there talk about the profit levels for small business in Canada. Uh, Well, you represent small business there at the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Is it really going that well for small business right now? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure where those numbers are coming from. I mean, I read our survey comments every single month here, and I'm on the phone lines with our members And that's not at all what we're hearing. Um, Only half of B.C. small businesses are back to what they consider pre-pandemic sales right now. On top of that, they're dealing with government-imposed costs, both federally and provincially. And on top of that, they're struggling to pay back all that pandemic-related debt that they took on simply to survive uh, pandemic-related restrictions that absolutely devastated their business. So uh, with one in five businesses in B.C. actively considering bankruptcy or closure, I'm not entirely sure where those figures are, are coming from and definitely not what we're hearing from our members. Um, well, I can answer that, I can answer that question. Okay, go ahead, Mike, Jeff. I can say where the figures came from. It's uh, Statistics Canada's uh, gross domestic product and national income account. So that is a somewhat more reliable source of data than the CIFIB surveys of their own uh, members. Same goes for the bankruptcy numbers. Yes, there are business bankruptcy numbers, but business bankruptcies actually fell dramatically during the pandemic and they have increased but just back to where they were before the pandemic so i'm not disputing that it's hard to run a small business it absolutely is but the idea that small business is on the abyss is not consistent with the 
uh, well, official statistics we get. And yet, if you run a business that's having a hard time, you can't really expect your minimum wage workers to subsidize you. You'll have to find another solution to try and stay in business and uh, keep your revenues and your bottom line healthy. Annie, what do you say to that? Well, again, our recommendation has always been uh, we've seen these minimum wage increases, and, and rightfully so. They are designed to, again, help those low income. But we've, we've had year over year of increases here, and we still have these systemic problems. Um, our, our call to the, really the, the B.C. government is look at other tools in their toolkit to help, help lower income. Look at possibly free bus passes or things like that or increasing the basic personal income amount. All of that can be taken into consideration, as well as we reiterate our calls for the government to help with, with small business costs, looking at increasing the employer health tax threshold, helping afford employer paid sick days. All of those can really go and help small businesses right now. Uh, by the way, a lot of those other cost pressures you just outlined, you touched on some of them there, Annie. And if we think about some of these other cost pressures that have gone up, whether it's the health employer's tax, the carbon tax just went up on the weekend, property tax is going up dramatically in many cities, another statutory holiday announced in British Columbia, mandatory paid sick days. What kind of impact has all that had on small businesses? And do you think if they did go for like a dramatic increase in the minimum wage, could that, you know, Jim talked about the abyss. Is that abyss real? Could some businesses actually go out of business? Well, definitely, I think accumulation of all of those, uh, uh, you know, inflationary interest rate pressures right now on top of, you know, municipal, provincial and federal cost increases, as well as this, it's important to note that any time the minimum wage does increase, it does affect uh, business owners increase in, in work safety C premiums as well. So it does have a cascading effect onto those, onto those other payroll related costs. Um, over the last five years, I believe four or five years now, we've seen payroll costs increase by around 20% in the BC, and it's all related to those items, such as an employer health tax and paid sick days, and of course, work safe BC premiums. You know, really absent from the latest BC budget was really any signaling to the to the BC, I would say, business community and small businesses that the government understands their realities right now and uh, provides some cost relief to them. Okay, Jim Stanford, go ahead. Brief reply there. Well, the reality is uh, those workers have to live in order to keep getting up out of bed on Monday morning and coming to do the job that keeps those small businesses and big businesses. You know, we're talking about small businesses a lot here because somehow they're more sympathetic. But big businesses also are the ones that uh, whose wages are influenced by the minimum wage, and they have to pay higher costs as well. And if workers can't afford the basic cost of living, um, then our economy just cannot function. That's the bottom line. Okay. I want to thank both of you for a really good discussion. I'm really grateful to you for coming on and appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Mike.